Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Triforce Tax Podcast. This is episode 18. I'm your host, Spicy Appies, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jirachi. Hello. And Jirachi's roommate's cat. <laughs> there is, um, th- yes, there's a cat currently on my lap. Uh, the tail is definitely, fl- yeah, the tail's flicking into my camera <laughs> right now. We're also joined by our, our co-host, Ramkev. That's me, I'm Ramkev. Oh yeah, you are. (laughs) And uh, today is going to be a pretty special episode. So we're recording this on the last day of the year. I don't know when we'll go live on YouTube and Spotify and stuff. Probably in a couple days, but uh, it's it's December thirty first, twenty twenty one. This year is over. I feel like it barely started. But this year, a ton of stuff has happened. TFT wise, T wise, Uh, we started off end of set four. We've had set 4.55, 5.56, a ton of stuff, a ton of new stuff in the scene, not new people coming in, um, and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, but before we talk about the year, TFT in the year, we're going to talk about our weeks, and uh, and mine was good. Mine was good. I've just been enjoying TFT. I've, I've just been streaming a ton, playing the game. Actually, my popular opinion, I like the patch a lot, uh, the Kaisa patch. <laughs> so, <laughs> next. <laughs> nice that that is an unpopular opinion um my week well my day currently um there there's a cat on my lap wait let me can i boop for there we go for the audio only people um i'm panning my camera down to the cat that's literally just <laughs> she's so cute she's the cutest <laughs> I've, I've done oh a couple gosh. like streams and stuff like with her and just like cat cam only um but the week, oh my god, my week has been fucking not. This week has not been it whatsoever because I was sick on Saturday on Christmas, and that turned into oh god, I might have COVID. So oh I'm god. feeling I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, I got yeah. I somehow managed to snag a rapid test. Um, that came back negative. I'm just waiting on a PCR now. I'm really hoping I don't have COVID. I'm. Omega upset though because I had to because of fucking Omicron I canceled going back to see my family for Christmas oh. um and a shit ton of plans on like t- for the last week because I was just like oh I'm not meeting up with people when I might have COVID that's a bad idea so True. I've True. I've just been stuck here and it's like not been it whatsoever but I've actually been playing TFT and I'm finally like consistent challenger again so Ooh. Fucking Let's go. Fucking finally. <laughs> yeah. oh, she just leaped off my lap. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> How are you been doing, Kevin? I've been good. I've been uh I went to watch the new Spider-Man movie this week. How was that? That movie is there's no better way to put it. It's the tits, as they would say. <laughs> that movie is the tits. It's I'm glad to hear it. It's everything you could ask for, and then some. So go out, maybe not go out. Uh, pirate it? No, actually, it's only in theaters, so you can't do that either. Uh, I'm sure someone's recorded on their phone and put it online. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's it's phone recorded. <laughs> you know, I actually, uh, for some reason, when Frozen came out, uh, I, I like watched a phone recording of that. I don't know why I liked it so much. I watched a phone recording of that, like. 
like five times in like two weeks oh my god on, on the internet i don't know why but anyways yeah is that the last movie in the spider-man franchise oh i doubt it they're they're definitely gonna they're 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 they can't they last tom you know, holland the, one the, the or financial no? incentive is too much i don't think it's gonna be the last tom holland one hmm. but you know who knows i mean he's young right he's he's just a small boy a young lad a young yeah, I thought I heard something about him saying it was the last one. But, oh, um, no. There's, there's no way. <laughs> no? Sp- Spider-Man in general is just too much of a cash cow for Sony. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man is so sick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, for good reason. We love Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know where Spider-Man is not? TFT. Yet. Yeah, no, no that's not a... true. We had auction and said five point five. We okay. We did have we did have auction, and we can talk about auction a little bit today. Also, I, I it's definitely auction, right? Yeah, it's auction, but it's okay. like hard to say. So like, it is hard to say. It's hard to say. I remember getting uh, I remember getting razzed about that. Um, so how is gonna go for anyone listening, for anyone watching? Uh, we're gonna go. And there's a lot to talk about, obviously. So we're gonna try to keep it pretty centralized, topic wise. First thing we want to talk about is just sets in general. So set 4.5, 5, 5.5, and now we're in set 6 have all partially at least been taking taking place in in 2021. Obviously, end of set 6, or beginning of set 6 is in 2021, and the end of set 4, base set 4 is 2021. Uh, So the the full sets that were in in this year were 4.5, 5, and 5.5. And yeah, the first thing I want to talk about what were our favorites? Any, I, gotta, uh, I gotta go with the end of set four. My god, was that a set? Uh, base set four? Base set four. Dusk Riven. They had the Dusk Bane reroll. They had Talon. <laughs> they had Ash. They had that garbage unit Ari that we don't talk about. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kane was in there. Set was in the mix. You had Ezreal. Everybody loves a little bit of Ezreal, the Dazzler Elderwood. Oh yeah, Ezreal was so Ezreal. sick. I thought it was taken out. What a what a clean clean collection of units. Mwah. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> Base set four was so good. I agree. I uh, I think. Out of everything so far, set six has been my favorite out of everything that's happened this year. But uh, set four is definitely second. I'm, I'll talk about set 5.5 particularly later and why that is the worst set of TFT in history. Set but, five, uh, wait, really? I don't think set 5.5 was that bad I compared think, to set five. <laughs> set 5.5, like the or, end no, of no, set 5.5. Five, five, not 5.5, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. I meant five. Yeah, no, yeah, five, yeah. Five, yeah. Five, yeah. Five, yeah. clarify here. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, set, my bad, my bad. Okay, someone's going to click off the podcast right after I said that and be like, this guy's opinion is fucking trash. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, any set 5.5 sympathizers out there, I liked 5.5, at least compared to 5. Mm-hmm. Set 5 was the worst it's DMT a hot set of all time. Good God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, set 4, though, is sick. I mean, it was the chosen mechanic. So anyone who doesn't know what the chosen mechanic was, uh, just case, you know, someone just started playing TFT or whatever. Basically, there were still, there were, um, there were two-starred units in your shop sometimes who would have, like, everyone would get guaranteed, guaranteed chosen by at some point in the game. And then uh, the units would have, would be two-starred from your shop. They'd cost more. 
and then they'd also give you double of one of their synergies. E. So, like, Sharpshooter Tristana, Ch Sharpshooter Chosen Tristana would be, like, goes kind of as two Sharpshooter. So. Yeah, and sometimes we got some of the dream synergies with that. You know, nine Warlords at level eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, you could get some some really cool chase traits. Yeah, because you didn't have to be because there were so many nine pieces, uh, but you didn't have to be level nine for all of them, which is humongous. Yeah, obviously. Did I feel like Josh? Did you one trick something in set four? Am I crazy? Um, at some point, maybe I was a cat one trick. I genuinely I don't remember much of set a set four because like I don't know I. I didn't like it that much. I didn't like set four in general. I just hated the chosen mechanic. Oh, I forgot Warwick was in set four. Oh yeah. yeah. Warwick. Warwick. My my Warwick. only part of set four I think I liked was Warwick 2.0. Not the first Warwick. Like, oh god. <laughs> Let's not talk about Warwick 1.0. <laughs> but like the second Warwick, that was the first time I like really I hit like top 20 or something. Because I was basically one tricking that Warwick. With the Runans huh. instead of Shiv. I, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, like, I just didn't like Set 4. I don't know. Man, I... I had Jin. <gasps> Jin? Oh, it did have a Jin. It had good... It had a cool oh, yeah, Jin. It had good Jin. It had not a cool this, Jin. Not like, <laughs> yeah, not, not fucking <laughs> pea shooter, miss your whole team Jin. It was fourth shot gonna blow up, like, a carry. Blow, <laughs> blow up a tank Jin. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, thinking of Warwick, Warwick might be my all-time, that's like set for Divine Warwick, my all-time favorite unit. I, uh, I was a huge Warwick one-trick as well. For a while, I don't know if anyone knows Sma, I, and you guys know Sma, but uh, I don't know if anyone listening knows Sma, but he was, um, he was a notorious Zed one-trick, uh, in set yep. four. Um, <laughs> and we used to always, like, argue about who won the Zed Warwick matchup, because I was a Warwick one-trick. I would play Warwick literally. Like, I'd, I'd see, I get Runan's Deathblade in a vein two, and I was like, ah, oh, it's a first. It's a, it's a first. I'm, I'm like two one. Um, so, I I think that unit holds a place very near and dear to my heart, and I hope he gets reprinted at some point because new like like set six Warwick is like, it's like his little brother who <laughs> just hasn't really come into his own yet. Yeah, I mean, I feel, he's been like he's strong under certain situations. He's definitely yeah, there. not quite as satisfying, but yeah. I think set four Warwick once they got him balanced post the like Warwick bullshit was he he was he was a really good unit for the game. I really love having like a melee DPS carry in the mm -hmm. mix, um, which is why kind of sad they got rid of Rivenant at four point five as like a melee carry, um. But have oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. smoge. But it have it, like... have it. It's it's such a different like play style and such a different set of itemization. Um, but the, wait, they got did they, they got rid of Warwick in set four point five, right? Yeah, they got also, rid of all of the hunters. Oh uh, yeah, uh, and then they replaced basically all of the hunters uh, with like Saya and Kale. Uh, Kale. And, and oh yeah, and they, and they put in Slayers. They yeah. put in Olaf, which was its <laughs> own balance nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was like, like, it was like a meme where like, like I, I wanna, <laughs> like I, I wanna, 
set four. Like, you're talking to your mom, and you're like, I want to set four melee carry. And uh, uh, and then like you're like, I want to, I want war. And then like you're like, I want Warwick. Except for melee carry. And then like moms, if you have Warwick at home, and it's just fucking Olaf. <laughs> it's yeah. Olaf and Trin the mirror. <laughs> yeah. I, I really miss like having having Riven as a unit was also like so cool. You know, like mm-hmm. I still have people in my games who if they get like like all defensive items and they're like. I guess I'm playing Riven this game. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you get a Sunfire, you get a Bramble Vest, you can slam a decap on her, you can slam a blue buff on her, you can slam Morello's Spark on Spartan. her. Yeah, even Morello's just like, yeah, even Morello's was fine. It's like, oh my god, what a what a great unit. And then they're like, nope. You get, you get this one for half set. Here, have, we, have we, a of she was in the end of set 3.5 as well. And there yeah, was that, like, yeah. like it, it this is a little um, further back, but eight, there was like an 8 Sork. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, six yeah. Sword Riven, uh, yeah. one of the big three with uh, Jinx plus Bane. I remember seeing this like My Hero Academia meme where it was the big three, but <laughs> it was Jinx, Bane, and Riven coming in. But yeah, set, set four Riven was so sick. I, I miss, uh, I mean, especially towards the end. I, I okay, I, I didn't like Dusk, I didn't like playing Dusk because I was just I was a Warwick person. I, I liked ID items, I liked not. Playing, I mean, you could play like Jin with Dusk, right? People love Dusk Spat Jin, um, but I, I rarely played it. My last game of the set, I played it, and I was like, "Where was this the whole? Why, why is it not doing this in the whole set?" Yeah, I like the best lit. fucking Riven game. I was like, "Oh my god, this was so fun! Why was I forcing Warwick when I could have been playing Riven?" And but she does all those, she does all those cool moves. You get oh, yeah. up to the third alt, and she like does the slice. Ah. Oh. And then you have Jin like killing everything, or you might have like Dust Bat Kane in the back. Oh. Yeah. I I also miss Dust because it was such a like high skill expression comp. Yeah. Because they're That's like there's so there's so, true. There were so there <laughs> like there were so many different like versions of Dusk and like there was a ton of positioning skill in that comp too, because like Cassiopeia existing mm-hmm. and like eight like throwing in Aatrox or Sedge or whatever. Like there were also like Dust Kane. There was a lot of variations, and I mean, well, Dusk is also the reason DQA first started popping off. So there's that. <laughs> but, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how we first like he first became like any kind of name was. Oh, here's this Dusk one trick that hit rank one. Like okay, yeah. But, set four was. I mean, it was. Uh, honestly, we can just talk about the competitive side along the side of the test because we're just it's going chronologically at this point. But uh, like set four competition wise was fucking crazy uh yeah competitively there were so many up-and-comers i thought worlds was so 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 fun um world was so fun to watch worlds was a blast i'm sure kevin has some great memories what a crazy waking up at 5 a.m let's go baby i think set four was really the set for like all these new names to break out which Mm -hmm. is is something that like I just set 5.5 has been my favorite set so far, actually, <laughs> amazingly. Um, but I think where set five lacked, they the competitive format got expanded a lot, and I think it was it was definitely an improvement on set four's competitive format, at least in NA. But like the name, there weren't really any new names coming up. There was like a couple, kind of like under the surface, like Appies, um, Mountain Heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, like who who really like established no one really established themselves as a big name in set five 
compared to like set four where i feel like we had so many like new names come out yeah i feel like set four i think a lot of so i, I for example started in 3.5 right and i or i started in three like the end of three did well in 3.5 and then set four is when i started to feel like i could play the game like i, I started to figure stuff out thinking back i fucking sucked I, I mean, I I played Dusk, and I would be like, I'm going to put my cast in the back, or, or not literally in the back, but, like, I, I didn't position her at all. It was fucking, I, I, I looking back now, I was so bad. But, um, I, like, I think a lot of people got interested in, in like, 3, 3.5, and then, like, set four is where they started to to pop off a bit. Um, and then you have, obviously, people who popped off super hard, like, like unknown people, uh, like DQA or, or, I mean, Kevin, just fucking going all the you know the country mile it which was, was sick yeah i actually won my first turn i entered like my first tourney and won it in set four which was like a challenger series and that was like at the very tail it was like a year ago it was the very mm-hmm. tail end of set four is like the very last tourney that they had and it was like when ari and hunters were meta yeah <laughs> and so I won that tourney. I played two comps. I played Enlightened Talon, which people thought was trash, and I played Warlords, which people thought was trash. And I took a big dookie all over everybody. Oh yeah, yep. that's my talent. A lot of those units hold a hold a very special place in my heart. Oh, but... same. Talent Talon holds a very special place in my heart because that was the comp I won trick to top five for the first time. Yeah, Talon was uh Talon t- that was a guy. Not not Talon was a guy and Morgana was a, man. Was a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, I mean it was a Morgana comp, let's be honest. Yeah, Morg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro. Morello's in a Talon. Not my like I literally the it was like second patch of 4.5 was my first time really hitting top 5 and I was like Talon wasn't getting played that much, and I was just one tricking that shit. And it was like Rod start into Locket Slam into find the Morello into whatever the fuck on Talon and just bleed to a top two every single game. Although to be honest, everything was basically Rod start into Morello yeah. Slam. Yeah, every single or lock. Time. You can play keepers. You can play yeah. Slayers. <laughs> also, also like Locket Slam was so much better in set four yeah. as a whole. Yeah. I'm- I miss being able to fucking slam Locket. I remember when Locket was a real item. I know. (laughs) I remember when Zeke's and Chalice were early game slams where you'd be like... I remember when they were buildable at all. Okay, I will say, um, I... Speaking of items, a lot of, like, like, you think about the items back then compared to them now, like, like, people just build such different shit. Part of it is items have changed, right? Like, Ludens, for example, was a thing. And the Arcane was Ludens, and it, it did this little... There was a comp called Vietnami. Uh, actually, uh, Come Shot Koi Fish. Come Shot Koi Fish, Vietnami. Bubble Trouble was another version of it, but that one was just... That was people who didn't play TFT and then that that was know. the like that was for the public, that was the, the tone public. down for it's like slash yeah. slash bros for bang bros yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's the um, tamed version no it's come shot koi fish it rolls so off of the tongue so well you know <laughs> but uh so like like what it used to do right it was like a you'd cast a spell in like a little splash um. That did like a fixed amount of damage. So you try to like the, the whole point of Vietnami or come shot koi fish or bubble trouble was to make your Nami cast a bunch and she bubbles and Luna just kills everything. 
Essentially, you stun something and you lose and kills everything. Yeah, and um, the thing is, it was an inst like basically it was a perma cast. Uh, mm -hmm. If anybody, there's a similar unit, Ziggs and set three point three, three point five. Jack and Kobe. Uh, yeah, when he just perma ult and the unit that he hits can't play the game. That's the same exact thing. Like I beat a, I beat a ribbon three <laughs> with Nami three, just like put it right <laughs> the ribbon, perma ulted it until it died. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that. If I whenever I saw a uh um I think I forget which one was better. I think the mage one was better, right? It didn't and both of them were playable. Both the mage chosen. Yeah, I yeah. Think the mage chosen was slightly better. Yeah, whenever I saw that, I was like, oh shit, it's a free top two. It's three, <laughs> three top three or four. So I, I would I would always force it. I would I would have like Bo Bo and I would force it. <laughs> Although I feel I feel like that was such an issue with that four in general. It's like, oh, you got this chosen. Congrats. You can one you can reroll the one cost, and that led that mm, that became much more of an issue in set four with the uh I, I think it might have been the first patch where the meta was just oh find the one cost chosen to reroll. Oh no, that was set four point five. That yeah. was yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, that was four really was that was like the first that wasn't the first patch, was it? It was, it was, one, second, it was I think it was second patch. Second. It was one of the early patches for sure. There were essentially yeah. two types of comps that you could play that patch, and it was one cost reroll, and there were a lot of them. There were like a, a lot of one cost <laughs> reroll. Or you could play Katarina. Yeah. Shout out, oh, to the, yeah. shout out to that Kune clip where he's just like panning around the lobby and everyone has a rerollable <laughs> one cost chosen except him and he's just like, Welp. Oh right. It was uh yeah, Trist, Nidalee, um Diana was Diana was insane. Trist, Nidalee, Diana, Yasuo, Nasus, oh, Wukong. Oh yeah, it was Fiora, I guess not really, but Fiora, kind of, Fiora you had to play a very specific way. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Reroll Fiora. Fiora was also definitely in there. Yeah, it was playable. Yeah, I, we can just move on. I mean, set four point five as like a, I think it was fun, but when you look at it after four, I, I feel like so. I feel like four was balanced so well around the chosen mechanic. Like they they built it in with chosen in mind, right? And you get to four point five, and I think one of the reasons why like one cost reroll was so good, besides the fact that the one cost was really good, is that you knew what items to build. Like you could just commit to like like. I think the thing is, why set four chosen was so good is that items are very flexible, and then you get to four point five, and if you don't have QSS in your kale, you're getting Aatrox pulled, Sejuani ulted, Azir turned, and not not Azir, I guess, because he's yeah. in the back. But there was just, there was so much unless you have like a Sen Azir, I don't know, but there was so much CC. Uh, and so much like 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 Olaf needed Runads for the first couple patches because like he like his DPS was kind of balanced around it because it procked his cleave and stuff. So like items were so so man like items were so mandatory for certain carries, and it felt real bad compared to set four where you could you know you could throw whatever the fuck you want in your Ash, your Jin, your Riven, and they they'd pop off. Yeah. Uh, and so when you have direction from a one cost so early, you're like, oh, playing uh, Monkey Kong. RFC, RFC, RFC. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my hot take about Bonky Kong was RFC was never good on him. That... Uh, yeah, I don't think it, it was. Yeah, it was. I don't. Amazing. I would I really like Deep Blade Hurricane. My mm -hmm. my favorite, I think, was I I Runan's Titans was my go to for him because like, Titans made him absolutely fucking unkillable. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there is a point. Uh, there is a certain point where you could probably slam any. 
attacks. Items like, on. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it means. <laughs> that's how Rogue and Boggy Kong was at a certain point. God. My, I'm uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. My favorite, one of, well, one of, my, at least with me in, like, competitive in 4.5, like, I have a very distinct memory of, like, Windstreak Bonky Kong to, like, a second in my first real tournament, which was the last Challenger series. <laughs> um, actually, I went back and, like, I went back to the VOD just out of curiosity, and I realized, like, how many names from that tourney are, like, still around and huge, because, like, that was... I re- Ramblin' and Pocky... Ramblin', Pocky, and Kurum were all in that Challenger series with me, and I'm, like, sitting here playing against them for the first time, like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, God, I, I do genuinely miss Pocky Kong so much. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of memorable comps. A lot of, lot of, lot of great comps. Except for Nidalee Reroll. Fuck Nidalee Reroll. <laughs> yeah, Nidalee Reroll was fucking yeah. She would just one-shot your whole team. Like, she could she could ult someone right in front of her, and then it would one-shot them, then bounce to the back line and one-shot the character. Okay, I, so at the start of 4.5, before any of the one-cost thing became meta, I actually wrote a guide on Reddit. as the, How to play a one-cost reroll comp. And it was like a holistic type thing. And I was like, I t- I'm telling you guys, at the start of 4.5, this is going to be very strong. Uh, and it was. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, what, 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 what a surprise. And there's this person there that was busting my balls because, like, I was still relying on set 4 knowledge, right? And I was like, based off of set 4, Nidalee is hot garbage. This unit, don't do it. Because back in set 4, she wasn't really great. And then she got pretty strong, and then she got really strong. And there's people who are like, "Yeah, you you should play Nidalee Carry." Like, I know I should play Nidalee Carry now. I see everybody <laughs> playing Nidalee Carry. <laughs> I can't tell the future a hundred percent, and and know that this garbage unit from Set Four is gonna be the most busted thing of all time in Set Four by Five. Yeah. yeah. There were some... was there what what else was super busted in four point five? There had to have been more than just that. I mean, I'm pretty sure every co- so you know I can list off all. Of, I I, I know I know set four point five off of like the back of my hand. All right, so we start off right. There's the relative what I, the beginning of set flex period where you get to play whatever you want because nobody knows how to play the game, mm-hmm. and then it went into the one cost reroll in Katarina, right? And after that, it was Slayers. You know what I remember existed for the first week? Asol. Oh, only was that Asol. Oh, right, right. Yeah, 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 I completely missed that. No, it wasn't Asol. It wasn't Asol. It, it was, was Rakan. It was straight up Rakan. Yeah. One Rakan was the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your life. Oh, you you find Sunfire Rakan one. Congrats, your fast eight. Congratulations. Everyone <laughs> know what Rakan did. He was a two cost. And he would dash across the enemy's team. He was a protector as well, right? So you got a shield when he did it. Mm-hmm. Or he was, um, yeah, he dashed across the, no. the pe- people. He was a keeper, so he gave, keeper, yeah, he gave shield. shield to your team at the yeah, start yeah, yeah. of the fight. Protector, and his yeah. ability disarmed and gave him a shield. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, he disarmed everyone he dashed through. And so you just, like, put Sunfire on him. He dashed through everyone over and over again. No one will play the game. They just all sit there watching. Because, like, you wouldn't do a lot of damage. They wouldn't get a lot of mana. But you'd burn them with Sunfire. And so they'd all just be dying to Sunfire. Is like, you just stop the fight. As well as, well as Elder just had time to get stacks. 
And then if you ever put an RFC on him, he, <laughs> so for some reason it was based, yeah, yeah, it was based on the attack range. So he would, range. yeah, he would taunt and and disarm literally an entire board. An entire the game was unplayable without like a QSS in your care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, four point five. I feel like because like the way that I thought about it when they went from four to four point five, I saw the units that they were replacing things with like. The first thing I saw, they were putting back Kale. And for those that don't know, I actually hate Kale. I hate 4-cost Kale. I think 4-cost Kale is the worst. There should not be a unit that can do AoE damage based off of her auto attacks just built into her ability. <laughs> um, but I saw... Because, like, the, the other thing is, like... Because just, like, just the concept of that, right? It's so strong. And, you know, it is strong because, like, all of the top players were abusing Kale. You know, like DQA, yeah. DQA, DQA. First was a ribbon one trick, and then was a kale one trick, and then went to worlds. Yeah, you know, socks won't mention it. He abused kale. He abused kale in like a you know a more nuanced way, a more like uh, like a you know you know like he could play kale in ways that other people couldn't play kale in, but he was abusing kale. You know, like and. There, there was a, there was an infographic. There was like a chart actually for for the people that qualified for set four point five, set four worlds, right? And you can see the spread. And the most played for every single player from NA besides me was Kale, and it was not even close. It was like not even close. And I saw that shit, and I saw Kale was getting nerfed. And I was like, okay, I'm probably the only one out of these people. That that has a chance now because Kale got nerfed and I was like, oh no, it's doomed. I um so four point five was the first I I I didn't like it that much, but it was the first set that I uh, I hit top ten in, and I definitely abused Kale together. I, I was like, I was kind of the same thing that you were saying Socks did, where like I wasn't just like Kale every game, and I wasn't just like, yeah, I was just hard forcing Kale, but. You know, every game just happened to end up in like a chosen kill or something, and then put whatever items on her, and my board was strong enough to. But yeah, I have very fond memories of uh, of just like playing maybe like six or seven kale games in a row and hit getting the top ten. And I was like, ah, how did that happen? Because I I didn't want to play kale in any of them. <laughs> Oh man, good good old Kale. I'm, I'm yeah, he's yeah. gone. The worst part is they replaced her with an even worse Kale and said bye. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> somebody over at the right, somebody over on the TFT team just has this massive heart on for this Kale unit. I was like, oh god, not again. And I will say they somehow managed to make her worse. They they did manage to make her worse. Her cost one more gold and make her worse. <laughs> Just like as a concept. Oh god. Your carry doesn't exist until twenty seconds go by. How yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, we can so what we can do. Let's uh, let's talk about set five then for a little bit. And uh, we'll come back to worlds and stuff in set four. I think what we'll do is yeah. we'll, uh, we'll talk about set five, we'll talk about set five point five, talk about set six a little bit, and then we'll go through and we'll talk about the we'll talk about worlds and like the competitive circuit for the most part of everything. But uh, yeah, Kale was so anyone that didn't know what Kale did in set five. So oh, first off, set five was looking good at first. It started off, it was looking okay. Like, shadow items were interesting. Armories were added, which are really cool. They're 
not really in the game anymore. I um, fucking wish they were in the game still so badly. Yeah. One good thing that came out of set five. Actually, there were there were two good things. There were two good things that came out of set five. Two point five good things actually. Two point five. Two point five. Good things. was one of them. Yes, I totally agree. Yep. <laughs> um. So it came out on PBE. It was super fun. It was looking good. No chosen felt great. I think after four point for me personally, I, I was like, I'm so no chosen. I want to. We've talked. I've talked about chosen with with um Drachi Rimko a bit on. on no, I won't get into it. What uh, else was a breath of fresh air that didn't have fucking lucky lanterns? Yeah, fuck chosen, uh, fuck yeah, lanterns. Yeah, fuck lucky, yeah, fuck both of those. Fuck loaded dice, no Lan- loaded lanterns, and no yeah. loaded dice. Thank also, God. I think dice in its current state is actually balanced, where it's not like everyone gets one. And if you if you want a dice, and same thing with like taking dice from armory in set five, if you wanted that dice and that randomness, you had to opt into it and sacrifice something else mm-hmm. to get yeah. it. However, in set four point five with the lucky lantern, so everyone gets a dice. And Half if the lobby high rolls a three star four cost is, out of it, and yeah. you dice and just get an armory full of or get a shop full of two costs. Oh, yeah, I'm fucked. Thanks. Suffice it to say that going into set five, some of the <laughs> best parts of it were just that some things were missing from set four point five. <laughs> so, uh, PVE was fun. You know, there were a couple broken things in PVE. Zyra, uh, Zyra was, Zyra was and, uh, so broken. Yeah, I mean there were okay, there were yeah, there were a lot of birds. It was fun. Oh, anybody remember in PB Abomination Zoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Z Z Rod Abomination, also Velkaz. Also how absurdly broken Velkaz was at some point. He's kind of broken the whole set, wasn't he? Yeah, he was no, there, we, we there was like a little no, point where there was not a point where Velkaz was about the most busted fucking no, like, the, like beyond anything that happened in set five and five point five, like Ramp, have you remember the mod royale turn you did? Oh yeah. Did we ban ZZRot A bomb? We banned ZZRot. I think we banned ZZRot A bomb and we soft banned Velkaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like soft banned Velkaz or something. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and someone plays Velkaz, you just give him like a tap on the wrist. <laughs> Pretty much. I had my, I played Velkaz one game. I still I watch this clip back sometimes randomly. But there's a I have a clip of a Velkaz literally 1v9 wiping out an entire board. That's what he, he did that unit. The like, entire set. Every, everyone was focusing him and he just wiped out everything anyway. Uh, like yeah. no, no sustain on him just did that much fucking damage. It was just it was not balanced in any shape or form. And I think that's a great way to summarize set five. It not was not balanced balance in any shape or form. So set yeah. five complete shit show. I think it was looking it was looking like it was going to be a great competitive set for TFT, right? The the everyone's hopes were high. We're all high on hopium, and uh, and the set starts and it's it's looking good. It's looking good, and then all of a sudden, these LeBlancs start popping. Oh, <laughs> these shadow blue buffs. So the set mechanic, by the way, so chosen was set four and four point five. Set five and five point five was shadow item. Or, well, set five was shadow item. Set five point five was radiant items, but. Um, so shadow items, you could get them off carousels and in armories, and they made alternatives. Like they made basically a shadow version of an item that had better effects, but also generally had drawbacks. Right. So shadow blue buff, um, it gave you, yeah, it gave you fifty percent health. It only yeah. gave you ten above. 
Yeah, so it was worse than blue buff above when you're healthy, better than blue buff when you're below. So people would do. This is the Blanc unit, right? She was a sin. And what they do is they put Shadow, Blue Buff, GA, and IE on a LeBlanc. You didn't even need the IE. Shadow, Blue Buff, and GA, you're fine. And so she sent out two chains, and she'd stun people. And it would also do a shit ton of damage. And she wasn't mana locked. So what, and what that means is that she could keep casting endlessly while the chains are out. So what you do is you put Shadow, Blue, GA, and a LeBlanc. And LeBlanc, too, would just win games sometimes. Because she'd jump back, she'd get below half, and literally... Just like fucking ghost, uh, ghost rider or something. These chains are flying out everywhere, <laughs> one shotting everything, stunning locking it. Like, because once you got hit by a chain, you. So I talked about Vali, where you couldn't move. Like she could have, she could have beaten Riven three on her day off. That shit was so fucking broken. You cannot, you cannot beat LeBlanc in a two v one without a QSS. Yeah. And there was one unit that used QSS that that patch. Mordekaiser. Open open fort into patch. three five roll for six legion Mordekaiser one. Oh congrats, you're top four. Patch after patch after patch, they just had shit like this. You know? So if you just started TFT and you're like, oh man, set six is so unbalanced. What the hell? They're like the like Kaisa is, is a little bit too strong. What the hell? And then, like, I'm just going to say, the set is so balanced right now. And if you compare it to something like set 5, where it's just these big-ass Mordekaisers and these stupid little LeBlancs, and then later on, you have Shadow Blue Buff Rise. And, <laughs> just, just, just be, be aware. Main 1. One cost. It was one cost unit winning lobbies. <laughs> not upgraded. Vein 1. Itemize Vein 1. Would win lobbies in set 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have Runans and a Shadow Zeke's? Congrats! You're top yeah, four. yeah, yeah, My baby. <laughs> God, I there there are multiple screenshots of like of lol chess games where it's top four is all vain two and bot four is all not vain. <laughs> yeah, six forgot. So there was so we had the LeBlanc patch patches. They refused. So uh, the big I think driving force behind this was that Mort Dog went on vacation for two weeks. Uh, for for a little bit, and I think the the joke was that they had the janitor doing the balancing because <laughs> <laughs> was the janitor. Garbage. He has feelings. Wait, okay, was, okay, Ken's awesome. Um, that was the joke that was going around. Obviously, it wasn't true. They were doing their best. Uh, but it just like it was one balancing shift another. If one thing got nerfed, one thing got too strong, right? So there was like the LeBlanc patch. There was uh, Mordekaiser being broken. Yeah, and then Sense. you had the okay. I'm gonna say. This was, I'm going to say it, I don't care that you broke your elbow. I have to say that every time I say that. But uh, that, that line's too funny, or that TikTok or whatever. Have you ever seen that one where the kid's like, like someone, there's like a bully in a cast, and the kid's like, I'm going to say it, I don't care that you broke your elbow. And they all start laughing at him. I'm well, on the gay unhinged side of TikTok, so that's I've fair. never I seen that. On the, I have actually never seen TikTok oh, ever. I think it might actually be a Vine, to be honest, like an old Vine. But regardless, um, so if I... Uh, that there was this patch, the worst patch of all time, the worst couple patches of all time, were the forgotten patches, in my opinion, in set five. I have never been closer to quitting the game. It's the only time I've actually been close to quitting the game. I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't play it. It was, uh... So what would you do is half the lobby would get, like, a vein one at 1-2, at, at or 1-3, well, and be like, ah, it's a forgotten game. And so they wouldn't play a board. They'd just play Vayne. They'd play Hecarim's if they got it. Yeah, they take what they do. They take. They
they open for it. They take any forgotten unit from their shop. They take any shadow items with Karis though, because how forgotten scale is that? The more shadow items you had, the more damage you did essentially, up to a certain degree. So you take shadow items off carousels. You you just be stacking these forgotten units. You'd open for it, and then on three two, you you level the six and you fucking sent it. You sent it. You got six forgotten because all of them were low cost units. Yeah. There were three cost, two cost, one cost. Yeah, you get six forgotten. Was a three cost, and that was yeah. Yeah, you get six forgotten. It doesn't matter what your items are as long as you have like a Runans on your vein. Um, I, to win lobbies, you needed a Shadow Blue buff on your Rise because uh, he was very similar to LeBlanc that he would perma stun an entire team. But, uh, and then also all of a sudden you'd have like, you'd be sitting there chilling on stage. You're like, oh man, I'm kind of win streaking. Oh my, this feels good. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to win this game. No upgraded. Fucking and then, like, not like Katarina, like two patches ago. Like, oh, I'm I'm one streaking stage two. Okay, I'm having such a good time. Oh, stage three hits, and now I can't play the game anymore. Yeah, like, scary music starts playing, right? Like, bum, bum, bum. And then all of a sudden, like, four people pop up with with, with all two, like, six two-star forgotten units on their board. And you're like, ah. Ah shit! <laughs> they have a shadow locket, so you can't kill anything. They have a yeah. <laughs> oh also, my god! You also had a ton of carry options because, like, Vayne, like, Katarina wasn't bad at some point. Uh, if you hit a Draven on three two, congrats. <laughs> um, depending on your wait. items, you got a four gold Vayne. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, Draven was good. And yeah, it was you just... had all this other. You had vertical traits. Everybody remember the vertical trait patch? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Redeemed nine. Or the blue units. Really. Redeemed or six. The yellow yeah. units or the green <laughs> units. Or if you're feeling spicy, you can play the red units. That would be the awesome <laughs> comp, by the way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What were the red units? Every, I was the Nightbringers. Oh, night yeah, 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 yeah. I was a Yasuo one trick for a while. They were all sick. red. Or right, set five. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you basically. How set five works? <laughs> it's like one of those baby things. You just you pick a color and then pick a color. You force a six a six synergy of that. Um, not you also you didn't not need six, but it was yeah red nightbringer, blue dawnbringer, uh, <laughs> yellow redeemed, green forgot. <laughs> so uh, pride flag set. Yeah. <laughs> and the worst part about that you could not. The worst part about all of those like patches actually is like you cannot pivot. There is no, no such thing as pivoting. Like Fuck two pivoting. cost reroll, you cannot pivot. Forgotten, you cannot pivot. Verticals, good luck trying to find an upgraded fucking Gragas at level eight. Yeah, right. You need no, you to keep that fucker until the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, like you had to play your your game entirely around what you two start on stage. Like you get a two start on the own, you're like ah, yellow. This game, this seems yellow. <laughs> yellow. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like you get, you get like a Lux dropped off of creep rounds, and you're like, oh yeah, baby. I know. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> that fucking. Shout out. out to the fucking Lux build of the Lux yeah, version yeah, yeah, of Redeemed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fucking Shojin, so Shojin, Shojin Rageblade Archangels. Just nothing died. Oh god. I know we're gonna talk about competitive a little bit later, but I need to say that I played two tournaments. In set five, and I did poor, like pretty poorly in both of them. One of them was on the vein patch. The other one, there's just people forcing Lux every single game. It was the green patch and the yellow patch, and all I played were red units. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, I, I those those two patches were probably the least fun for me in like TFT history, and I could not. And I, I played two of the most important tournaments in set five on them. I was so mad.
was so fucking mad. It's just like, God, mad. You know yeah. what the worst part is? I, you know in Nightbringer? Was that the second one? Yeah. Yes. I, I actually abused Lux second day. Got the freest first of all time in my lobby. And then second day, I was like, you know, I felt kind of bad playing Lux. <laughs> I'm not going to play any Lux to, to today. And then I got slapped for not playing Lux. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I, made, I made a mistake. <laughs> Somebody bring her back. See, that... I ab- I was trying to abuse Lux for like all of Nightbringer, and the funny thing is, I remember the last day I was like, "Okay, Lux has been working. Let's just slam Lux every game." I didn't play Lux until my last game when I was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I lost to an Ivern three. Yeah. Was- oh god. Set five I will say. Yeah. No, will not. It was definitively the worst set of TFT. I've only played three, like you know, through three up. But I, I would imagine it is the definitive worst set of all time in TFT. And for, I mean, I don't, Josh, have you played every set? I know. Uh, Kevin yes. Has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did. Would you say that set five was the worst set of all time? Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. I have an undying hatred for that set. But there were two shining stars in set five. Warwick. You can go into them. The first one <laughs> is Warwick. So if you guys don't know, sexy music plays, starts playing in the background. Back in set five, all right, Archangels did not do what it currently does. AP scaled off of each cast, and it was based Mm -hmm. off of your mana cost, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And there was also another Archangels, the shadow one, that increased your health pool. It was like Archangels, but for health instead of AP, right? So, you know, there were... You know, there are some builds going around. There was the Covern build. You slam a that was so fun. Archangels on Arcane, uh, on your boy Ivern. Actually, never played that comp. People. It was fun. It was bad though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like every like one every ten times you played it, your Ivern would just kill fucking everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would just scale yeah. up. He'd have like ten yeah. k health, ten plus k health, and just mm. whack everybody. Yeah, <laughs> but my my go to for that item was Warwick. So if you guys don't know what Warwick did in set five, this is why I'm very upset with set five point five also. They took out you know they left <laughs> out some of some some hot garbage, you know? They gave us some hot garbage. They kept Kale in. in. Okay, we we, we don't we don't we did that, that was that was completely <laughs> that was they did the right thing with that. But they took out Warwick again okay, and then what this unit did is when he ulted he would go to the lowest health unit. He'd like, you know, chew on, he'd like gnaw and slash them a little bit. Uh, and if they died, he'd get a reset, right? He'd get a reset. Heal as well. He'd heal, well. he'd jump to the next one. And he'd just keep on doing this until, you know, one unit lives long enough where he doesn't do it again. Them, right? So, here's the thing if you have three tier items on Warwick, he insta ults. <laughs> and. The, best, the other thing is, if you have an Archangels on Warwick and he gets that reset, it procs again. So you get to stack the AP. So if you had three Archangels on a Warwick, what this guy does, he ults at the very start of the fight. He goes to the lowest health unit on the board, which is usually a backline unit. He jumps to the backline, kills it immediately, gets an instant reset, kills the entire backline immediately, and keeps on resetting until the entire board is dead. 
what is it? Kevin's hyping this shit up. It, it wasn't that good, but it was really it was it was okay. It was good. It, it was, was good, late. but it wasn't like it was, <laughs> it was the coolest shit. Even if it wasn't it was the coolest good, shit. Was, and it I'm was really the sad. I I only figured out the optimal build at the end. It was like I I, I played a lot of uh, what was it? Coven. I played a lot of Coven Warwick, which is like sort of like you know you kind of. It's kind of like socialite, and then you power up one unit. You you would just play Forgotten with it. <laughs> you just oh, six yeah. Forgotten, but with War with Carry, and it was the craziest. Five head. <laughs> was... okay, the, the five head set five move. What if instead of playing horizontally, I played vertically? <laughs> oh my god! Imagine. <laughs> uh... There are some, oh yeah, yeah. There, there are also some other cool cops though, like you know, bulldozer. Really fun interaction with Varus. That was, oh yeah, that was space. Yes. There was Varus's other... gold. It was Panty's yeah. golden shower. That Panty's was the... golden shower. I remember Java Day was getting super popular because he yeah. was so good at the comp. He just played every game. There was and another just, oh, oh. sleeper comp. Uh, double shadow. Uh, double shadow. Uh, Ionic spark trundle carry um so if people don't know what trundle did he stole stats right mm -hmm. uh from from your e-boys i don't even shadow spark was basically uh, it gave you damage right yeah. uh yeah yeah uh, i don't remember the exact mechanic. i think it, it might have given you ap yeah it gave you it gave you ap like a lot but it also hurts your or, wait no it is it, it wasn't the, the damage was just a lot more, and then and then it also hurt your the downtime was that it hurt your allies as well for like a small yeah. core. It was so like two hundred percent of the mana. And, it was any I think it was like enemies in a two hex and allies in a one hex radius would get zapped every time they cast, and that zap would would give stack you your AP. would stack your AP. Mm -hmm. on yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that was the thing, and so we could even like play it back by the, the brand. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that AP brand. with that item, right? But what Trundle hmm. would do. Because he stole stats and it was based off of his AP value. He would steal <laughs> a unit's stats, and if it was a beefy boy, your boy Trundle would get so much health that his health bar would turn black. And this is one of the yeah. great things about the game. That when you get a unit with enough health, the health bar turns black. Sometimes you'll see it with Cho'Gath nowadays, but the That's Trundle will go boom, and you'll be like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> You'll sometimes see it with Cho'Gath now, and Cho'Gath is literally like meant to. St <laughs> but this fucking two cost could just get there. <laughs> there's a there's a famous clip um, of I know it was, was it kiting kiting yeah, yeah, yeah. His trundle one, or I think he he was he was it was his turn right? He wasn't on the receiving no, end. It, he um, was on he the receiving had, end. He was on the receiving end. He had like Zy. Was that Zyra right? three. That? It was like yeah, Zyra it was... three, and it was two three stars getting soloed by a Trundle one. Yeah, this Trundle one with like two HP. Fucking, he he ults one of them, and then he gets so much HP in AD that he just whacks them both to death when they're full HP. Uh, it was it? yeah, he was the most broken thing in the set. Nah, uh, for, nah, a nah, for a while, nah, for a while, for a while. Obviously, like, were, yeah, for that patch, yeah, yeah. I, I say that, but there were like, like every other week, there was just a new, the most broken thing in this. <laughs> you know what I fucking forgot about? The four-one-four cost lottery. Oh yeah, that one too. Oh, oh god, there, there right. were just some real. You, we could, we could actually make an entire episode. Metal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so much we can go on. You know, the one good. Th 
The other good thing for me besides Armories that came out set 5 was Horsey. <laughs> The oh, first iteration of oh, of, of Horsey. Brand oh, and Beppo yep. also popped off with that. Uh, Beppo didn't pop off. MF, MF version. Beppo popped, popped off in the set 5.5 yeah, version. 5.5 version. I forgot that, yeah, you re-rolled the, yeah, the Spellweaver version. Yo, right, I, right. that was like my fucking, that was my go-to shit. For that was your jam. Set five. Yeah. Um, it was Hecarim. He- fuck, what up? <laughs> Hecarim. It was- Hecarim, I think it was Hecarim Sedge. Um, brand, brand, brand Victor, because Victor Nautilus. And that and Nautilus. Yeah. Nautilus wasn't until Nautilus Rel, Nautilus. right? You played. No. You played Thresh Knot. Not you played Thresh Knot, and then you hit Rel. Wait, Thresh, it was Hecarim Victor Brand. Uh, wasn't uh, Thresh, it was Thresh, Thresh Nautilus, Nautilus, right? Thresh yeah, Nautilus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get Rel at, at seven. And the Victor was the carry, right? Because he just shield everything for At infinite. The first iteration it was the Brand, it was and Brand. then the second one was Victor. Yeah, because Victor ended up being yeah. like insane. I forgot that well, you even existed. I, the first carry was really Hecarim. Well, yeah, it was yeah. it was Hecarim Brand. And also, the boy Hecarim was sick. Shadow Titan's Shadow Ionic Hecarim plus a tank item was so fucking funny because it would just heal infinite, and then just. One shot units with the Shadow Titans auto attack. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing is that he was bugged. He was doing less. He wasn't. His damage wasn't scaling with AP. Yeah, it wasn't scaling with. AP. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Was, Only uh, his healing was. Uh, um, well, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, there was a. There were so many broken things. There was, there was so much shit. Uh, I remember that every time. I, this was. Don't forget about a bomb. We don't oh yeah, a bomb. That was in five point five. That was there. A bomb in general, right? I don't think was ever balanced. That balanced. You remember? You guys remember AD a bomb? Yes. Yup. New people played that so much when, when he was boy a bomb would just yeah. walk into the back line and kill all of your back line units because it goes through everything. He went through everything. Yeah, and he'd be, it'd be like, what was Rabadons, Runans, um, Rabadons, Runans, Titans, or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Robin's running hands later on. They're like, "Oh, he can't go through frontline anymore. I guess I'll build Last Whisper Hurricane instead." And uh, do the same shit. And, the and same then sometimes he just go through frontline anyways. He's get a good angle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like looking back at set five. I want to talk about set five now as well. But looking back at set five, it really was just like Bad. balance every single patch. I was like, "Oh my god, I just <laughs> want to play like." <laughs> I just want to play fucking Jax, man. I want to play a Jax 2. I hit a Jax 2 at 7. I should be strong. I hit a Jax 2. And this Vayne 1 motherfucker <laughs> would just kill my Jax 2 with three items. <laughs> uh, <yep. laughs> on, a, on like a 30 gold less board. So that, that was the patch in a nutshell. It just balanced. 5.5 though it was the saving grace of like set 5 overall. I would say. And we can talk about it kind of quickly because we do want to talk yeah. about the competitive scene as well. But set 5.5, it went from... I think the 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 mechanic going from shadow item to radiant item was very thematic of the... Uh, of like set 5 being the, the dark side and set 5.5 yeah. being the, the radiant Morthog side. And no that. more bullshit shadow blue. They, they, could, they could have taken the entire no. set. They could have changed shadow blue any one of those patches any one of those patches they could have been like you know what this might be balanced but this is definitely not fun to play against any (laughs) one of those patches they could have been like we're gonna change this nope (laughs) they decided this is we'll keep this in the game we'll just nerf the units instead (laughs) 
Hmm. Okay, Shadow, Blue Buff, LeBlanc, and Rise are both balanced. Hmm. They, What's they, the so problem they, they, here? Let's nerf LeBlanc and Rise. Bad. That's yeah. the issue. The units were bad, not the item. <laughs> the units were the problem, not the item. But uh, anyways, ra- turn into Radiant Blue, and Radiant Blue sucked ass for most of the set. So yeah! <laughs> let's fucking go! <laughs> yeah, set five point five. I mean, it was it was the same deal. Where it was just verticals, right? It was just straight verticals, but it was like the balance was better. You could play a lot more. You could like the units felt thing, overall like, more balanced. Lot, I just, feel like a lot five point five like straight like damage control wasn't always the move. Like six yeah. six sentinel for Lucian a lot of time ended up being the move, but for the most part, mm-hmm. the boards ended up getting pretty flexible. But they did. Draven yeah, was so. extra flex, for example. Uh, yes. The other ones, Aphelios, the board was like... You, you I think Aphelios is pretty Aphelios. flexible, yeah. Sort of, sort of, you know, kind of convened on the Revenant Aphelios. Yeah. I, I honestly think the Cav one was really good. I, I, I like, for Ranger with Cav, I think I was the only person on the server who really played it a lot towards the end, but I think that build was fucking crazy. Aphelios was one of my favorite units of all time as well. He was so fun. Four across yeah. Aphelios. He was such a cool guy. I would definitely go get some drinks with him. He was He was, <laughs> he was a homie. He was a homie. Yeah, we had we had that one, that one patch where I had to warn the entire server about Kale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> fucking Deathblade, yeah, Deathblade, Rageblade, Kale. Was, I was uh... like going through streams and watching people lose with Kale too. People thought she was so bad. Items, and I was like, what are they doing, man? No one realized you just build AD. You just you're gonna build, build AD. AD. This is the thing, right? Kale was... You play Kale one way for the entirety of set 5, right? You play her with a Rage Blade and a GA. Yeah, and you just let her scale. Right? And you, you let her scale fight. and you pray and you're like, well, there's only two ways this fight can go. Yeah. Either I hit Ascension or I don't. <laughs> so, you know, there's Either a- I live 20 seconds or I lose the game Tenno. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like, you know, they kept on buffing her and buffing her, mostly her AD ratio. In the and her attack speed went up a ton um, as well. So this is, you know, eventually, because her, her damage was true damage, scaled off of her AD, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, by the time she was really strong, it was actually Rage Blade Deep Blade. Uh, yep. And I knew this because I just kept on trying random shit, and Rage Blade Deep Blade Kale was one of the random things that fucking... Slapped out a Velcos three, and I was like, "Holy was shit! So what in the good. fuck is this?" Because yeah, with originally a D blade, so like she could ascend four times, right? And each ascension would give her a little bit more. In the past, in set five, you needed to get to the last ascension before you did any damage, essentially. Uh, but they they upped her base stats and her attack speed and her her uh, they just buffed her spell so much it, towards the beginning of the spell and like nerfed the end of it that like she ascended once that true damage kicks in and she does infinite damage. And she stacks. So Deathblade used to be that. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Deathblade used to be that once you kill a unit, you get you get like thirty more AD or twenty more AD. I think it was twenty more AD. Uh, it started off with like twenty or thirty, and then like you kill a unit, you you keep stacking it. So she kill one unit, and she just get all this raw AD, and she get all her attack speed from Rage Blade, and she would just kill everything. She would just kill everything. It was disgusting. Hey, what a, what a and she did AOE damage on the third. Yeah, so you got the second, yeah, yeah, first yeah, ascension. 
Yeah, first ascension was true damage. Second ascension was AOE. Third ascension, if you got if the fight got that far, because she just blew people blew people up. If you got to third ascension, she became invulnerable every like tenth auto or something. Yeah, yeah. And then fourth ascension, you just lose. <laughs> yeah, if you like Kale, doesn't matter what type of Kale you're playing. If she, uh, yeah, you you get you you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess there there were some more like horizontal, more like. It wasn't just like six Dawnbringer, six yeah, Nightbringer, like, six. You know, the, the yeah. bell cause wasn't really stacking redeemed uh, or spell weavers. Really, it was sort of like you play a bomb, yeah, bomb plus yeah. plus revs, right? Um, mm-hmm. Akshan, Akshan, he was so good. <laughs> that guy was busted, and he was busted. That guy was busted. You know, I, you know, he was like the one unit towards the end of the game where like you're up against a three star Lucian or like a three star Felios or a three star Belkaz or whatever. You're yeah. like, I have Akshan too. I'm chilling. I might be able to win this. <laughs> I could possibly win this, and a lot of the times he actually did. That's the. I yeah, I think I with Akshan two on one as a, I was playing a I think nine Sentinel, Akshan two board, and I beat a board that was Velkaz three Fiddle three. Yeah. With my with my auction on that one, yeah, and it's like he does so much. Like, yeah, he can't. Yeah, yeah. Or fiddle, like neither of them can hit it because he's just fucking Tarzaning around the board. Can't be touched. Yeah. He he destroyed a bomb spell your boards if he was two star with like a like Deathblade or Nan's BT auction too. He he couldn't be touched. Yeah, <laughs> he just killed like, fucking everything. Honestly, I think there was only like one, like maybe Draven could deal with auction, like towards yeah. the. Because he'd swing in and just kill him. Yeah. Essentially. As in the Draven just he like Tarzan in and then Draven turn around and just like, like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I got I got three ironclad, bitch. What you got? And then just boop. <laughs> yeah. There was so there was a lot you could play though. Yeah, I guess it did get very it get it got very horizontal, right? Because like the Draven comp was Draven comps were generally like ironclad heavy and then you could get into a couple different builds but it was never just like yeah, six there's like a lot of cool stuff you could do in set 5.5 that you just yep. could not do in set five at all like at all yeah and now set six. Oh, real quick before we go on to set six also we should talk about udir greatest units that ever be released in tft <laughs> all right awesome. udir is sick uh, uh, RFC, 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 baby. <laughs> that was Kevin's uh, Kevin's trademark. That was his trademark. He's saying it's his legacy. <laughs> A small part of his legacy. Uh, unfortunately, Udir did not make it to set six, but... I mean, we don't talk about it too much because we're in the middle of it, right? And it's been only out for a small part of 2021, admittedly. Two months, right? But uh, I, I mean, I fucking love set six. I think the, I think the augment mechanic is super fun, super cool. Uh, it's it makes for some fun and interactive gameplay, unlike Shadow Blue Buff. Yes. And uh, the units are cool. I mean, I just love the set. The balance has been much better than other sets so far, for the most part. I, it's just I, it really feels like they've knocked it out of the park. I just set. like that the five costs are cool. You know, we spent oh, yeah. all of set five and five point five with these lousy five costs. Like, yeah, Garen and Darius. <laughs> Fucking okay, Darius. Garen was what? cool. Garen was cool as shit. Darius was uh, doo doo. <laughs> Garen was like, okay, my 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 take on Garen and Darius and Follow Bear and like, okay, fuck they're just 
circle champs, you know? They all fit a circle, and that's what they do, and they're circle-y circles. I think Darius in set five had to have had to be the single least like visually impressive unit, just hands down. Like yeah. he he would ult he do this I feel like he'd do this big animation right this this he's like like you know it's Darius he fucking dunks people he one shots people he 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 has all this AD ceiling like oh this Darius I'm gonna put like a I'm gonna put a sword on him he's gonna be so strong he's like Darius too fuck yeah he ults his little bars come out and like nibble. And, and like he does no damage, and you're like, oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Garen's over there like blowing up a whole board. And you're like, I want that one. <laughs> yeah, I want that one. <laughs> yeah, hey, but there's like, no five claws like that in this set. It, it, like this set has some sick fucking okay, five claws. Yeah, My hot take five. about the five claws: this set is like they're cool, but their designs are just so flawed from like a balance perspective yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> from like a cool that. fun factor perspective yes they're very they mobile. achieve that they are cool they're all cool they're all fun to be playing yeah i mean but it, there's it issues takes, it takes some balancing like you know i should not be able to join this discord call afk game with a kaisa one sitting on a socialite hex <laughs> having her just all the boards and win rounds for me while I don't pay attention to the game. You know, some slight issues there. Or the fact that they have repeatedly nerfed Jinx after she's been garbage since PvE. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. with five costs right now, like, half of them feel like auction and that they can randomly just be really mobile in 1v10. And then Jinx just fucking sucks. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Victor, stuff. like Victor, is is situationally amazing. Like he can be really good. Galio can be really good. Um, like Victor, I've been playing a lot of Arcanist boards this patch, right? And like literally, it's like quick nine on on six Arcanist. You hit a Victor, you win the game, more more or less, because he just blows everything up. But sometimes he'll miss, and you're like, huh? What, like I just, I just, yeah, I spent fifteen gold on you, man. Kaisa literally hits every unit on the board. Yeah, guaranteed. I think there's definitely there's auction syndrome on like half the five costs and then the other five costs is Jinx. So <laughs> there's like there's two sets of outliers and Jinx fucking blows and the other ones are a little too strong. I, th I think it's I think it's cool to have a five cost be as mobile as like you know Akali Kaisa yeah. um, or as mobile as Tom. <laughs> mobile oh boy. boy, I love Tom. Cage. Yeah, okay. but uh, like Jace I think is really good as well. I, I think oh, Jace is good. Cool. Yeah, I think, I think Jace's design is both cool and super balanceable. So I think he's balanced right now, personally. I, I think, think backline Jace oh. is so fucking good, and frontline Jace yeah. is pretty okay. Uh, you, Jace is actually the highest win rate five cost. He's personally. so good. He is. Uh, he's so all good. the five costs are up there. Besides, you know, just in okay. case, I'm gonna check where Jinx is. Okay, just imagine real quick. I'm gonna just imagine real quick if Jinx just stayed put. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Jinx has a higher win rate than Victor and Galio. There's no way. Okay, oh, she's in Ergot comps. You just can't <laughs> yeah, get it's, it's not it's not because of Jinx, yeah. it's because of fucking Ergot. Okay, imagine oh, the highest win rate item is a good stat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine if Jinx just just like she ulted, she let the rocket go and she just wasn't riding it. Yeah. Like she'd be so much better. <laughs> she'd be so much like if you didn't have to worry about it. The problem is, 
normally, right, if you have Jinx pop in, you're like, oh man, this this lady's gonna kill everybody in the back line as long as she doesn't die. That's not what she does. She ults, she tickles them a little bit, and you're like, can you please kill something? She gets stuck on the Scion too. She ults in and gets stuck on the Scion too, and you don't have QSS, she just fucking dies. If you do have QSS and you're missing a damage item, yeah, she doesn't you have QSS, you don't have a GA, so she's gonna <laughs> die anyway. And you need like QSS, GA, Deep and then like, <laughs> USSGA <laughs> spore damage items oh wait a second yeah, yeah it's like it's, yeah it's but i it's, think jace is like the premier ad5 he's so fucking good in the back line he yeah. uses so many items I, I won a game with uh the other day with i beat a cap and captured jinx board at level nine with my level eight five innovator backline blue buff ga qss jinx or uh, jace two yeah he yeah, was doing like twenty thousand damage around i mean i'm pretty sure a twitch two beats jake's yeah, Twitch 2 definitely does. <laughs> but, I mean, I, again, I think, like, the units are close to being, okay. I, yeah, I, again, I don't think, I think Tyson like, doesn't really need a big nerf. I think she needs, a, like, a, maybe a tiny nerf. I don't I think she's that like, broken. It's just, like, a one-cost thing, right? Like, you should not be able to AFK with a one-star one five-cost. Yeah. Okay, and, you know, just people sit there until you start you know maybe losing rounds if you start losing although i think if people i think the problem and I, again i don't think people can really do that that much in this patch i think people are just so open right now uh, at least open for on na that like everyone tries over this four two roll like half the lobby does they all miss and then like it feels like you can be stable on a on like all these one star four like i think like tom one a lot of time isn't enough like Kaisa one is enough if you have a GA in Amarillo. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, you know, one. there's some, like, if you just play a solid board, like, I won, like, a top three to game today because I just didn't sell my Malzahar. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I just beat all the Kaisa boards that didn't have GA, and I beat all the Tom boards because I had an actual carry. So, like, people definitely are overstating how broken the five classes are right now, but some of them, like, Kaisa is definitely a little overtuned, for sure, and, like, Tom's probably a little overtuned. Um, I think Akali is situationally overtuned situationally kind of sucky <laughs> overall the balance feels much better than than previous sets yeah yeah it's like i'm just glad that there's no mechanic right now where it feels like you can't play the game yep you know like there's no shadow there's no shadow blue buff there's no Blue buff Lee Sin, which we didn't talk about. There's no Aatrox Sedge frontline. Yeah. <laughs> Although, there's no I mean, there's Scale and Galio. My, no, my, no, my, my, my minor gripe. This is my minor gripe. Blitzcrank, far left side, should not hook that little hex in second row. You know what I'm talking I think I like everything. Uh, yeah, I know, po- what I'm talking pocket. About. I know what I'm talking about. That little pocket. pocket. It's real annoying. That's bullshit. It's I want really to stick my I, I want to stick my unit there so it doesn't get destroyed by sins. Let me do it. <laughs> uh, do, I, uh... you want, do you want to talk about competitive stuff? Though? Yeah, we can we can talk yeah, about competitive yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we can start back at the beginning. Set four. I oh, mean, no, Kevin has a lot to say about this one. Oh, I do. It was yeah. 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 You know, Challenger series was big back then. Had a lot going. I played my first one. That was like the first time I I did anything competitively in TFT, and it was uh it was hype. I like I don't know. I I forget. I think like DQA was playing in there. Goobums was in there. I like Hobos was in there. 
Uh, I think I know. Was it Nico in that one too? Because I yeah, think I Nico know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're Oster talking about. Oster was in there. Oh god, that's a sick lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I won out on like a Morgana three. It was it was lit. It was actually nice. crazy. Um, but it was a it was a fun time. I gotta say. And then, yeah, at least in terms of my experience, there was that, and then there was just regionals. Which is also a wild ride. Regionals was insane. I uh, I mean, I, I think, I don't think I participated in a Challenger series in set four. I think, I don't know what my first one was. was it, I think it was 4.5 maybe, or maybe it was just five. Um, I think you, you was five, for sure. I think also, it was, yeah, I think, I, I yeah, mine was just the Nightbringer Cup and the Dawnbringer Cup. We can talk about four and 4.5 at the same time. Um, yeah. Yeah, mine was those two, like I said, one was Vayne Patch, one was Lux Patch, and I had very little fun. <laughs> so... <laughs> that was my SF4 experience, personally. wasn't that great, but I, I mean, you two have, have very fond memories looking yeah. back at SF4. Because I th like both of us really came up during set four. Mm -hmm. Um, well, like Ram have a little more four, me more like four point five. Um, but I remember like my first big thing was a Challenger series, and then the fucking last chance qualifier to get to regionals. Mm -hmm. oh, Except yeah. my like. My fucking favorite thing going into regionals was having to listen to everyone be like, last chance qualifier shouldn't be a thing. Like, all these players are garbage. Like, none of them belong there. I'm like, you know I've been top 10 the whole set, right? <laughs> you know, you know I've been top 10 the whole set. I've just not, like, I don't have the snapshot points to qualify for regionals off that. Like, this is fucking what lit. I was the perfect player that last chance qualifier was for. Like, good player who deserves to be at regionals that needed that specific avenue to get there. And fucking, like, there were a ton of players who were like, oh, like, no, this shouldn't be a thing. And then I go and outplace all of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember, like, during that, when the last chance qualifier was about to start, I thought I had to play in that because I had no idea. I made it off of Snapchat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. I was like 22nd, and there was this Reddit post that was like, oh yeah, these are the people that have qualified based off of snapshot points. And I took a look, and I was like, what the fuck? I oh, was, yeah, I that's like, oh, right, right, right. Post, that's amazing. <laughs> I think I was the next person. I think that, I, I'm pretty sure I was like... Was, I remember like Curl. Uh, yeah, I remember that post. I remember yeah. that post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I didn't play in the last chance qualifier, because I was like, I'm just going to either get in the Chandra series. Or, I mean, maybe, did I play in the Chandra series? I thought I didn't play in the last chance qualifier. Sure I didn't. I don't know. I remember that Reddit post though. I was like, yeah. maybe I'll get through maybe more. And then I remember that um oh, I did play. Apparently I did play. Okay, it was one of the, another one that I didn't do well on the SF four was not great for me tournament wise. It was like I definitely come my own come into my own because set four was not like historically four and, and set five as well because of night or yeah, set five was never that was Wait, so I said Nightbringer Cup and Dawnbringer Cup for set four. That I totally got messed up. Okay, uh, I did yeah. play in that. Yeah, uh, Dawnbringer and Nightbringer, two famously yeah, set four traits. Yeah, set four and set five, my tournament season series were were not very good. I, yeah, I mean, okay. I blame set five on the patches. Set four, I think I was just bad at the game. <laughs> I mean, but. It makes sense, but now you'll like you'll get there. But um, set four set four regionals was a fucking time. Oh yeah, okay. it was it was kind of nuts. I remember, like, okay, this is my experience with set four regionals, right? I played the hardest game that I've ever played. And it's kind of like the beginning of set five regionals, actually, where, like, 
the first game was absolutely like the hardest I, I had to like claw my ass off to get like a fifth and then i got the fifth and i was like this was in set four regionals after i got that fifth i was like wait like this is actually too free <laughs> and then it was like really free because <laughs> like i like real, i i think it was like an exceptionally low roll game and i pulled out a fifth and i was like wait if i can pull off a fifth in this game then all of the other games are like free as hell and all hey, three days like, I'm, I'm pretty sure i was in top eight at least if not top five top eight placements for all three days well i guess how many days was it four days yeah it was four days long right it was it was a big turn there were 32 players in that it was it was fucking huge mm-hmm. my me was the exact opposite because i qualified i think i qualified for day two as like the 23rd out of 24 then qualified for day three as like 15th out of 16. <laughs> oh snap. it was always like me barely squeaking in um which is what it is but it is what it is indeed no. i had i think i had the hardest game like my, my hardest tournament game that series two it was day one i literally just looked this up um it was day one game four um i got forced into i th- either belt or tier start and i just kept getting dropped belts it was just belts cloaks and tears and that was all it's i was ripping getting. Game. not an offensive not a not a good offensive item in sight and this was when like blue buff wasn't an item so it was and just like can't play shiv. my my hmm. my items at krugs were like redemption warmont let me find this i want to find the exact items because it was so it was that fucking garbage it was Warmog's Redemption Frozen Heart. And then a belt vest after stage three carousel. (laughs) Like, how do I play the fucking game? Yeah. But I got, and then I got a top two out of that anyway. Oh, God. Hell yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm like, that's one of like my, one of the hardest, I think, proudest games I'll ever have. So. I am. Yeah. Those games feel great. And it was was on stream and. I've talked to Doe about this, and he he and I like will, like occasionally bring it up again. Like that was the game that like put me on his radar. <laughs> so yeah, set four like set four wasn't like my favorite gameplay wise, but it does have a special place in my heart for like where it got me started competitively. I'll say that. Yeah, I just remember then, like. Oh yeah, yeah. You I was gonna say? say I was gonna say, and then Kevin went to Worlds. But then Kevin went oh, to fucking yeah. Worlds. Worlds was fucking wild to watch. Uh, so it was so good. Fun time. I just I just remember because like I was you know out of the four players that went to Worlds, people were sleeping. People were sleeping hard, knew, and it pissed me off. You know, like Dude. I was so fucked. They they released this article of, of this interview that they did with Kurt. This is the first time I've been mentioned in any form of TFT media. You know what the headline of the article is? I can actually bring it up. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, no. It. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. And this, this, wasn't, this wasn't me being pissed at Kurum, because I, I, like, read the article. This, is not, this was not the emphasis of the article. But they titled the, they titled the article, There is no arguing against Ramkev as a top player, but I think there are players stronger than him. This is just the start of the article. And I, I saw that shit, and I got... I cannot tell you like how 
how pissed I was. Yeah, that, like, well, yeah, rightfully so. This was an arc. This was a Kurum X interview, and this was the title of the interview. And I was like, oh That's my fucked up. God, bro. And like, trying to start. The people are trying to start shit, huh? Yeah, people are actually trying to start shit. Like, people were and, egoing on you so hard, even like for all of us at 4.5. Like, no, this ramp up guy's not that good because he's never hit rank one. Yeah, yeah and, right. Like, this is the thing is like, pe- people will wonder, like, why why like i think rank one is fake and it's because it's not because like hitting rank one doesn't take a lot of skill but it's like you don't have to hit rank one to prove anything you know like if you're if you know you're good you're good that's that's all there is to it King shit. like I, I was i was i was mad pissed going into that well i wasn't pissed going into worlds I was more so. I'm just gonna play. I'm just gonna play TFT, whatever. Um, and you played and you, TFT, and then you got third at Worlds, and people <laughs> were still. De- people were definitely still egoing on you. It, it was. It was kind of crazy. I got because like the thing. I, I I already mentioned the kale thing, and because of the kale thing, I was like, I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna place the best out of any of the NA players, which is what ended up happening. Um, hmm. And I wonder why. Maybe it's because this Ramkev guy can like flex literally anything and will play fucking Elderwood. What what was the one TF game in scrims? <laughs> oh my goodness. I played Elderwood Dragon Souls Fat TF. <laughs> did you get seventh that game or something? I, I did not do well. <laughs> no, I no the, the okay. point is that you didn't get eighth, which is an accomplishment in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> I was not being jilly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zephyr uh, Worlds also from like a spectator experience was fucking insane to watch. Because also Raza, fucking Raza was there and like just yeah, fucking tearing it up for OCE. And I, I think- swear, Set Four Worlds was the fucking tourney of like players just that got egoed on just popping the fuck off. Yeah, everyone ate their own words that tournament. Yeah. And I think like at least. From my perspective, I feel like set four worlds was like, in terms of like a competitive tournament, that was like the pinnacle of like flex, flex play, because the players, the players that did the best were the ones that had the most knowledge about all of the comps in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, if you if you like relied on one comp, if that comp was your crutch, you were not gonna do well, um, and it really showed. I think like the fact that Jaywalking was the one that won. Uh like the reason why Jaywalking won is because they could make a win streak board out of any board, right? Not just like something that you're comfortable with. And like, you know, I feel like being comfortable with a comp in TFT is kind of bullshit. Cause like well, it's not bullshit, but like if you like really really understand every comp it's inherently just gonna have or it should have a you know more of an advantage in my opinion um not not because like i think especially with a chosen mechanic if you're flexible and you're fluid and you know when to pick up the proper thing at the proper time you're gonna get way more of an advantage than somebody who's gonna skip that chosen and be like Mm-hmm. I don't really want to play this because I'm not used to playing it. You know, like, and and for 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 
you know, whenever the sets are really, or whenever the patches are really balanced, I think that, you know, it, it really doesn't benefit people that say, I'm not going to play this because I'm not familiar with it. Uh, you know, it, you lose out on so much value and it really showed during that tournament, right? Because like, there were no one tricks. There were, nobody was trying to play a single comp. And if they were, they were already out in first day. Uh, and like, by the end, it was, I mean, by the end, there were a lot of people playing Fortune. That was the one thing. But Fortune isn't really a comp per se. The more mindset. So like a, more <laughs> so like a mindset. Yeah, but the, like you, you still have to know how to play off of Fortune, right? Because like there's AP, AD. You can't stick on the Fortune units like you can in uh, like Draconic, for example. Or, you know, at, at a certain point, Mercenaries was kind of like this too, where you could just keep on playing Mercenary units after you cash out especially when mercenaries are strong right now it's less so but you know with fortune it was really like i cashed out everything on my board has to go it's all out um but yeah it was, it was a great time i think i played like a different comp every single game and then last game i had the opportunity to play yasuo reroll and it was like i could taste the yasuo reroll and i had to tell myself <laughs> Don't do it, Kevin. This is the last game of Worlds. You could potentially go first. And I pivoted and I tried to play Talon. And it was one Talon off of Talon 3. And it would have won me the lobby. And then eight lanes won. It was real sad. Smooch. Smooch. I'm mad. God. I wish you hit that Talon so much. <laughs> Not as much as you wish you did, but that's... Uh... Yeah. That's crazy. And then I feel like set five was so... I mean, set five was, was fine. It was, it was fun. I mean, I, I I played some Chandra series for the first time. I did well in those. It was like, I think, personally, set five was where I first started doing well in tournaments. But yeah. um, overall, set five, I feel like tournament-wise, was less exciting. I don't know if I people agree also, with that. I think also, it kind of got fucked by COVID. Yeah, in a way, uh, that's especially true. Especially because they were... Not really by COVID, but more so the fact that they were planning on going to China. And yeah. that really did. The a season lot got of weird. Bad for like yeah. tournaments, right? Because one, you couldn't have as many qualifiers. You couldn't have as many players qualifying. You know, we went from a thirty-two player regionals to a sixteen player regional, and like, how much was it? Fourteen out of the sixteen were off of ladder or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like. It's like really. It was, I think it was as, twelve. It was it was twelve out of sixteen. It was twelve from ten from set five ladder, two from five point five, and four from mid set. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you really think about that, it's like it, it's unfortunate that it ended out happening that way, especially since it didn't even end up that Worlds was in China. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Still I online. <laughs> I think the biggest, uh, one of the, the worst effects of that was the, uh, so in 5.5, uh, there was a push. For, everyone pushed for, um, or not, I guess not everyone, a lot of the top players pushed to be one of the top two slots because one of the top, the top two slots in 5, well, there are two slots in 5.5 that you can get uh, to get to regionals. And the snapshot for that, those two slots were like, what, the first week? First two uh, weeks? Yeah. That was the was first one week. One week. You had a yeah. one so week. Everyone was fucking, everyone was just, like going ham and cheese i remember i uh 
I hit I actually hit Challenger first that during that whole thing. Um and I was like, oh I hit Challenger first, I got a lead and everyone, I'll take a I'll take a break. I went to a Smash tournament, I chilled a little bit the next day, came back, I I had no idea how to play the game anymore. <laughs> People were just like so many games were being played and the meta was like progressing so quickly. Like you took a break, you were done. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely insane, and like obviously it was terrible for people's sleep schedules. Um, it was just fucking. It was it was gross. Yep. It was, was a great time. time. I, I think like never do it again. The yeah. the side the kind of side effect of um them trying to have worlds in China and them trying to figure out who was going so much sooner to like give time for like sorting out visas and quarantining and all that stuff. Um, is there was so much. Like the qualifying was off of set five mostly. It was 14 out of 16 from set five for a set 5.5 tournament. So, like, players that were good in set five, but really good in set 5.5 for the most part couldn't do shit aside from like Grand Kev and Soju, the yeah. two, like, the two people who got the snapshot spot. And, like, I think the name everyone's going to bring up of who should have been at regionals who wasn't because he was so fucking good in 5.5 and was. Good, but not quite good enough in set five yeah. is rambling. That was and the tragedy. I think like, ram- like rambling is having like a meteoric rise right now. Deservedly, <laughs> fucking fully deservedly so. Like the Finally. none of what I'm saying is because like rambling doesn't deserve the success he's getting now because he's fucking insane, and like it's been it's been a kind of a long time coming now, but it could have started in set five point five. And yeah, the, the it, got, it got delayed a half set because he didn't ha- really have a good shot at regionals. He didn't. He missed the set five point five snapshot first week of the set. And he's just done. Yeah, yep. You don't get that one. It's it's over. Yep. I just remember, it was like, so bad. That was like a. You know, you know how I was actually really close to not making it. Actually, on last day, I think I took like one eighth, and I looked because Ramblin was actually ahead of me. When I took that, like, like after I took that eighth, Randall was ahead of me, and there were like maybe I want to say like twelve or so games that could be played. Uh, from that that point on to the end of the day, and I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna, I just gotta go. And then I banged out like four firsts in a row, and one of those firsts, That's there was this insane. like, there's this guy in the lobby. That was I was playing Yasuo reroll, and there's this guy in the lobby. Actually, I found out later that they were in Ramblin's chat, and they're like, "I'm in Ramkev's game. I'm gonna grief him." Which is that's another. That's that's another issue of the whole like one week snapshot thing. Is like you can, it's, I we had a, we we had a whole like cast going of Raditz's final push for yeah. the snapshot spot. It was like. I think Ramkev, you were in that, but it was like yeah, yeah, us. Yeah. It was us, Bryce, and Mort. And I, yeah, or and Frodan. Yeah, Frodan was there. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I think, it I think was it was Frodan's channel, right? Yeah, I think it was. The, I think it was the five of us. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like someone, it might have been Bryce that made a comment that was like, "This is just like a giant tournament for two spots." But here's the thing: the pe like, it's. It's a giant tournament, but not everyone in the game is actually competing in that yeah, tournament. Yeah. So it's like other other people, and especially because we all know each other in this community, like, and 
in this high volume of games, you're gonna ha run into someone inevitably who's like a fan of another player, sees mm -hmm. this race happening, is like, I want my I want my favorite streamer to get there. A competing streamer is in here. I'm gonna grief them. Yeah. Yeah. So fortunately, that game, the griefer yeah. rolled donkey rolled on six, hit Yasuo three, died. I waited for them to die, and then I hit Yasuo three right afterwards. Uh, yeah, it was it was fantastic. But it, I don't it know. Is, I I think set five's competitive system, at least in NA, took a lot of really good steps. Um, having a whole like having a whole more structured process for um the qualification spots off of like Dawnbringer and Nightbringer, like. Um, I wish I wish those tournaments had money attached. The set six equivalents do now, thank God. Mm -hmm. Um oh, yeah. but like that whole process, there there were a lot of good things and a lot of good advancements that happened from set five. One of them that should never come back is that set five point five snapshot system of this one week mad rush. Like, no, absolutely yeah, not. not. Never not bring that back. And the issue is if you're not I, I was lucky. Because I was actually able to play that entire week because I had gotten all of my research work done. If I had classes or anything like that, mm -hmm. not happening. It, it can't yep. happen. And like, you have to just dedicate a week of your life to it. Yep. Yeah. And like, you know, with TFT, there's it's not like there's any money attached to that, right? Like, you know, you get the top two spots. What do you get? Well, I get to play qualifiers. Yeah. Well, okay. If if yeah. they had attached if they had attached money to that in some form, like okay, or some something similar to like the race, the like. The, the race to masters thing, the, that like race to masters, race to challengers stuff, where like some some organization will like put up money, which you know, I'm and on to some level, I'm kind of glad there, that's not a thing anymore. Because especially like when Commandant GG tried to do set 5.0 race to challenger, it was just it was so long and drawn out. It yeah, was it was like a week of just people yeah. fucking it, it was, was in multiple weeks. It was just people weren't sleeping and it was like it was yeah. crazy. Um but it's challenger. The, the, those those kinds of races just I mean if you want to opt into that, sure, like for the fun of it. But when you're attaching when you're forcing people to be unhealthy and restricting access to these kinds of slots because you in order in order to reach that point you have to sacrifice so much you if you're working any other kind of job or you're in school good fucking luck or if you're um the uh, the other issue and having a big emphasis on like early set if that was like every slot then absolutely the fuck not if but yeah like I, look, the thing, <laughs> I looked at that like set 5.5 i looked at that snapshot thing and i was like i'm that's not happening Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not even gonna try because I'm not that great at early set and it's straight up I also like can't I can't go back to that like degen sleep schedule yeah yeah no yeah but, yeah but on like the... early set is also unbalanced so you know if you yep. get I mean I think Soju and I were actually like two. Two of the most flexible players during that period of time when we were all racing but like you know if it were for example set set 4.5 for example and they were doing the same exact thing and you know, um, Coralie and... gets in spamming open fort rakan you know does that really make too much sense i mean good good for i think Coralie's uh female gender yes right? yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, good for her. Uh, but, you know, come time for regionals, is that you do you really want somebody who was okay, like... Okay, more open Fort Recon. Yeah, yeah. More <laughs> open Fort Recon has been nerfed four times. Let's go. <laughs> it's time. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, I think looking at how set five went, it was definitely a step. I, there, were, there were steps taken um, forward and backwards, I think, from step four. Uh, step four, competitively, and a lot of that was also due to the fact that we were, you know, we were trying to do worlds in China and make it this big thing in person, but it just couldn't happen because of COVID and a lot of that got messed up. Uh, but I mean, this set, set, we'll talk about a little bit of set six because it's just starting competitively. Um, we've had one tournament so far. We've, we have the format. The format looks great. It's mostly off tournament performance now. There's much fewer ladder spots. Uh, there's like, so it's all about like challenger series performances, mid set performance. Uh, you get rewarded now for being consistent in tournaments and not just winning them. So you get like qualifier points. There's all kinds of way to, ways to qualify through these these big tournaments, and it's just it's so much better. <laughs> I I think I I think they are nailing it with like at least how you get in through tournaments because there's um like it like you said it does reward different like different ways of performing well in tournaments. It's if it was just off oh the the winners of each group on the last day and or like top two or whatever then off these tournaments goes to mid-set, then it's just rewarding, um, ju just rewarding having one good performance, like, and if you lock into one performance, one good performance, and you're in just off that, and that's all the slots, like, that's just not it, but also having, being able to show you're a consistent tourney player and get in off that, um, having, having these, like, multiple routes through tourney, not just being like, oh, like, you did well in the tourney, you're good, um, yep. and, and, at least so far off the small sample size, like the names that are in mid set so far, it's like go down like so it's Ramblin, Pickle, Pawn Up, and who's the last one? Pocky, I think, right? Pocky. Yeah, Pocky. Ramblin and Pocky well make complete players. make complete sense. Pawn up, I don't people don't know him as much, but like I think that makes sense. Pickle is the quote unquote questionable one, but he also played well in Piltover and deserves to be there. I, I'm not not saying that as like I'm trying to shit on Pickle. It's just the like, okay, he's a good player who had a good turning performance. Okay, he's supposed to be there. But if we'll we'll see how the rest how like Zon Cup goes. Um and Which is in two weeks. That's in, that's also weeks? two weeks. Oh my gosh. I think it's three I think it's three weeks actually, right? Because the next this coming weekend is Challenger series. I think it's not the weekend yeah. after that, but the weekend after that. Um yeah. And also, yeah. also having Challenger Series, having that same route of like, okay, this top tournament, oh, you do well in that. And even in set five, all the Challenger Series winners, like, to some extent, Challenger Series also requires, like, lucking into that win a little bit. I mean, winning any TFT tourney does, to some extent, require, like, lucking mm -hmm. into it um, alongside playing well. But every set five challenger series qualifier to regionals made complete sense to be there it was pocky spencer goobums and kivix like you re you're really telling me those four any of those four don't deserve to be there yeah yeah challenger or, series are a great way to increase like, like, or that, no, was, or just, that was to mid set no that, that was to mid -set. that was that was mid set but that, that, like, wasn't again. Direct, that wasn't directly to regionals but it also does it's telling that three three of those went to regionals Indeed. It's a great way to get more people uh, to make it more consistent, you know, because you pull a pool of top players who are probably going to qualify anyways, but it just makes it more like streamlined. I guess it's nice. I, uh, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to the whole whole set. Same for sure, especially like potentially casting it. Um, 
I don't I did I don't remember if I hinted at this last week, but I'm casting more the rest of the set. So I'm no no, no leaks of what I'm casting because like I'm not I'm not gonna announce anything until like Giant Sawyer announces what I'm involved in. I feel comfy saying I'm involved in more. So it's yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time to watch. Um Yeah. Yeah. I mean I uh I feel like with the Piltover Cup, I'm almost so I ran it down the way. I'm, so apparently, I'm sitting on ladder right now because I'm I'm uh, rank six and I did top sixteen to get into the Challenger Series, and I don't want to run it down because I always run it down before a deadline because there's a deadline this coming Wednesday. Uh, there's a snapshot this Wednesday for just you guessing it. So I'm always running it down before snapshot. So I'm actually just sitting for once. But um, uh, before the Piltover Cup, I ran it down. I was like ranked like twenty something, and I ran it down. And I, so I didn't get an invite to the second day. I had to play the first day. And I fucking, because of that, I grinded my ass off. I literally watched like 12 hours of TFT a day. I, like, it, like tournaments clicked for me. No, no cap, tournaments clicked for me. And I popped off. And I have not played as good TFT in my fucking life. Sent it up to that point. I, I've, I think it, it like really, like that was when like TFT became not just fun, but like super fucking fun for me. And now I, I I don't know I'm 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 just excited for this tournament season I uh, I feel like tournaments finally clicked for me a little bit uh, maybe a lot of it and I'm just I don't know I'm playing well I'm excited I'm excited to see how how I do we'll, we'll see how Challenger series goes <laughs> oh yeah which reminds me I think I need like a couple hundred more LP which where am I yeah you, I think you're you I think the top twenty are probably good Kevin for it because um, I I know a couple people are not going to be uh. Oh, DKA rated us. Pog. Thank you, DKA. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think the tournament series, like all the tournament series, the Challenger series, Zon Cup, it's all going to be really fun to watch. I think there are a lot of new up-and-coming players who are just starting to like really find their, their spot in tournaments. Um, there are a lot of veterans. I, it's funny because you know, I feel like I'm, I'm not one of the up-and-comers that have started to find their spot. Kevin's one of the veterans, and Drachi's now a caster. So we have so many different perspectives on the podcast for tournaments. Really do. It's so fucking cool. It's Although- really cool. I think what's super interesting this says is like they're like the old old guard that's like really fucking coming back. Like there's a t- there's mm-hmm. a ton of people who are like coming back now who are like older names that are just popping off again. Like Solus was basically non-existence at five, comes back and is just okay. He's just good again. Yeah, sure. DQA wasn't doing much at five. He's popping off again. Um, Non-Tom came back. Non-Tom yeah, didn't exist. So good. Non-Tom did not so exist at five, and he comes yeah. back and is just murdering ladder. Has Kiting been playing? Um, Kiting Kiting came back. He hasn't been like is murdering he ladder. Now, he's been doing. He's been doing pretty good. Yeah, I think he's is still playing. I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't yeah. seen um, him recently. He's not in. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's been. Game. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't played a game with him in a long time. But I, uh, regardless, there's just so many people. There's yeah. so many that like this set. Not only is it so fun. Uh, but there's so like there's so many like, there's tournament veterans like like just game veterans newcomers so many people like now getting into TFT that have never played TFT before um, so competitively like from a spectator position and caster position now as well we have Draji coming in on the caster side of things uh, like like spectator competitors casters there's just so much Pokemon is streaming TFT oh my god I, yeah I, isn't that TFT? crazy. I think TFT from both a casual and a competitive side is popping the fuck off right now. And it's I think insane right now. Yeah, on, on the casual side, like you have people like Pokey who's just started streaming TFT and is bringing that those kinds of numbers to the audience. 
um some of the streamers that are coming back like the whole like offline um well not offline tv oh, toast has been playing Florida. a little bit right toast has been playing some scars been kind of playing the whole time hafu coming back i think is the big one that's that crazy yeah out my because she hasn't played since set one <laughs> like no, she, no, she played set two or she played some set two but she really popped off in set one played some set two and then just dipped her coming back is like and because she, she's a really good player that if she gets back to her set one level comparatively she could compete theoretically um so, uh so like the numbers that are coming in soju also now pulling in like 20k when he was yeah, hovering he's around like he's a like top 10 streamer on twitch consistently not into not like in tft on twitch Just to get yeah, yeah yeah that's crazy that's insane like the viewer the viewership is insane and also on the competitive level the breadth of talent we're getting now is just nuts there's so many players i think can pop off in tourney that or can do well that it's not like set five where it felt like when we were thinking i think we had it might have been just me or maybe talking to y'all but like thinking about regionals being beyond just 16 players like who else if we're gonna expand it to 24 who else should be there like me appy's rambling dqa and that's like all you can really make an argument for that set like you could and like me and Appy's for that set were maybe pushing it mm. and even dqa a little like really there were like there were 17 players who should have been at regionals but now like you fast forward to this set 24 players might might be a little too few there's so many people who compared to game. the breadth of talent we have but i think 20, 24 is going to be a good number for regionals i don't think we need to go beyond that number so everyone who makes it there will deserve to be there fully. Yep. But there are just there are so many names who can get there and do well, and it's really exciting. The storylines are going to be crazy. Uh, essentially, me flipping I mean, in the master mode. By yeah. the way, <laughs> in summary, twenty twenty one, they you know from beginning to end here, uh, we've seen TFT start to really fucking like blossom as a you know as an esport as a casual game like people coming to the scene and particularly competitively you know like casually and competitively there's so much to look forward to i mean 6.5 is gonna be sick we have silko coming tft exclusive champion like like the if you True, look at where that league you know, yeah right look at set four is that five i think beginning of set five in particular it not like it was looking super bleak but like the game wasn't it was, it was like set five in particular the beginning of set five you're like competitively casually it's just What's going on here? And now, you know, set six is there's been so much love and, and effort poured into it, uh, both like set wise as well as you know with the competitive circuit, and it really shows. And there's so much to look forward to. So, uh, I think we can definitely all go into the new year really, really happy with with, with what's to what's to come. What's on the horizon? Um, I know I am. I'm excited as fuck. It's yeah. It's it's gonna be a good set, especially especially competitively. Set. I think I've been I've been saying I think TFT had I don't think it's going to be as it's never gonna we're never gonna be as big as League or Valorant or CSGO, like let's be honest with ourselves. But I think we can match peak Hearthstone. And I think we're going in that direction. And I think yep. this set might be the set we hit that. There's so much to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, we are running out of time here. We can answer one question. There, there is actually one in chat right now. Fog. Uh, so someone wants to know, what do you think about low viewership on competitive's main channel, making it hard to garner sponsorships? I think Jirachi's probably the most qualified to answer this. Um, I. Th it 
it is hard because then it's it's iffy because also the the problem with tft esports is that the for the main channel it is really hard to real it it's it's hard it's, it's hard to make a storyline coming from like a caster perspective because you do have eight players you're watching um so it it it's hard to it it is so hard to create a through line for the entire for an entire game or an entire series especially when you're hopping between lobbies um it's it's so hard for a for a tft broadcast to create this like big overarching storyline to follow and it's a lot of players are also a lot of watchers a lot of viewers excuse me are there to really for one person and there's if it's one lobby there's a one in eight chance that the broadcast will be watching them in some form and that and when other players can stream they'll just go to that streamer so and i get why we have that issue um i don't have an easy solution the one that's in my mind is put put the sponsorships put like and any sponsors you have like you we've been doing this like putting them on the overlay that we give to the streamers um yeah that seems but, like a solution right you just make the yeah but for, as far as the, like oh we this is what the sponsors themselves can do but if sponsors are trying to just look at numbers on the mainstream yeah it's hard it's you basically have in order to get the get get the numbers that sponsorships are looking for you'd have to basically tell the streamers you cannot stream during this tourney you you give us a feed but you cannot stream to your channel at all um you can, so, and then that that'll that funnels the viewers onto the main channel but then the problem becomes viewers are not going to be happy with the main channel if they can't watch what their streamer is doing yeah. because you, that is what they did for um I don't for, set, for set five for, worlds they did that both, but both worlds they did both yeah did both and it was that. not and i'll be honest it was not the greatest viewing experience because i could not pick who i wanted to watch like oh i want to watch set four worlds i'm basically team oce at that point i want to watch raza what what's raza up to how's he doing i can't i don't know unless the broadcast goes over to him so hey, having Having, I think, like, Overwatch League has done this, and LCS has done it, too, of having, like, some kind of, like, pro-view mode. Yeah. And I think yeah, for TFT, yeah. it should be free free to access. Of You can, you go you go there, you have the, or, like, some kind of spectator mode in the game. And I know, like, CSGO and Dota have both done this. You can go into the game, you have control over who you're watching, but there's an audio of the main broadcast going on so you listen to the casters while watching whoever you want as long as you can gather those numbers then you have something you can very easily go to sponsors about like hey these are the numbers all together of who's watching rather than just a bunch of numbers compiled from all the all the individual streamers you can you direct all the people to some kind of pro view or some kind of spectator client in game with the bro main broadcast pumping into the ear or that combined with like the main Twitch viewership, you can combine those forms of who is watching the cast in some form rather than who's watching the individual streamers. And if you can funnel in that way while still giving the viewers the option to watch who they want, then you can get a better idea of the actual numbers and send that to sponsors and say, this is what our numbers look like. Oh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm very much aware of like, hey, I have my caster mode going. <laughs> as soon as I come yeah. out, I was like, oh, hey. I was a caster mode for a second, hey. But, yeah. Some, some, kind of in, some kind of integration, yeah. Also. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think that sums up anything any you can, could have said. <laughs> you, you can tell exactly why I swapped over the casting, by the way. Chat. Viewers, listeners, I think that is that that's probably gonna wrap it up for our uh, our last episode here in 2021. Uh, beyond just TFT and looking forward to what's gonna happen 2021. Look forward to what's gonna happen on the podcast. We're gonna keep growing, keep getting better, doing what we do. Don't forget to subscribe on on YouTube, follow on Spotify. Can you follow on Spotify? How does that work? I don't use Spotify. Uh, I have no idea, and I've been using Spotify for a hot minute. Yeah, you can. Follow, you can. Really, you yeah. can follow us on Spotify. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Look forward to uh to the content to come there's gonna be a lot of it and uh have a great new year peace. oh yeah oh seven peace because